Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Cherie. Welcome to another episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. This week, we are joined by a very special guest. Yes. I have an intro to this. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> Kelly Pegg. And I'm Cherie Murphy. You know, poke me when I don't do that. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. Uh, we're very excited. This lady, she's done Blue Peter, Country File. She wowed us when she hosted for the Olympics, uh, the swimming. Uh, but all everyone could talk about was what she was bloody well wearing, <laughs> which is just typical when you're a woman. It is Helen Skelton. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So what are you up to at the moment? Uh, Loads of bits and bobs, which is nice. So I've got um, a book for girls coming out in September called uh, called Wild Girl. And it's about adventures and how to basically get outdoors and do stuff. and For like kids? Yeah, sort of like five to 12 year olds. Oh, cool. Um, So I've done a bit of fiction before, but this is all kind of based on the trips and stuff that I did. So... Yeah, I was asked for years to write about the... Because I was lucky when I was at Blue Peter and Country Fan stuff, I've been to the South Pole and the Amazon and all oh, that. Wow. And, um So I was kind of asked for years to write something and I was like, I'm not really like a proper adventurer and adventurers take themselves quite seriously. <laughs> <laughs> They do. So um, so then anyways, when my kids are sort of getting to the age where they ask me about stuff, so I thought, oh, sod it, I'm going to do it. So yeah. I've written it. It's out in September. It's called Wild Girl. I read a lot of it back yesterday. I was like proofing it. I thought, it all sounds a bit self-helpy. It's very like, now be brave girls and do this. And oh, do I like that. that. Yeah. Do you know, my five-year-old would rather be out climbing trees any day of the week in any weather than sitting in front of the telly. And I kind of love that about yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think that whole get outdoors and be brave... I like that idea. I think as adults, we're so tuned into, and it's like in vogue, isn't it, to be mindful and like beware of what we're thinking. But actually, I'm like, I think kids are into that already. Like, they only have phones because we give them phones. Yeah. They're already doing the stuff that we tell ourselves we should do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. How many kids have you got? Two. Two. So two and three. Two little boys, Louis and Ernie. Oh, Ernie's such a cute Oh, he's totally an Ernie as well. Like he oh. is, he's such a character. My husband has met you before, and he said before you, you came to date, you've got to ask her. Make sure you ask her. Make sure you say. ask her about how she gave birth in France. Ooh. It's the best story I've ever heard, and this is all I've heard from him. It's so a bit weird that that story precedes me, isn't it? He's a fifty-year-old man. I say Helen Skelton ask her about how she gave birth in France. Um, so I had. So when I was pregnant with my second son, we were living in France and I went into labour. But I think with your first, you're like, you're really nervous, aren't you? And you're yeah. like, oh, how long is it going to take? And you've yeah. got to get to hospital. And you get there hours before and you're sitting around for hours and you're arguing with the midwife because you want a portion. It's not time to portion. It's like, just <laughs> let me get this over and done with. So I think by the time I had my second, I was like, oh, I've got ages at this. Went into labour. I was like having pains and I thought, I'll just go for a walk. And then went for a walk and couldn't move. And obviously I had my three-year-old with me. Well, he was two at the time. No, he was 19 months at the time. And then um, I thought, oh, this isn't good. So I'll get in the bath and hopefully this will calm things down. So I get in the bath, thinking, you know, I've got like two days of yeah. this. 
Um, and that was at 12 o'clock and he was born at 3 o'clock. Oh, wow. But we said, got out of the bath, crawled to the door because I couldn't get up. And oh again, I think God. you forget. If anyone's in labour, I'm sorry. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, pregnant. You forget, don't you, how bad it is? Like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like, when I started to realise I was in labour, I thought, this is fine. I'll just drive myself to the hospital. And then I was like, what? I was, what? I can't get off the floor. I'm <laughs> <laughs> driving. So I've crawled to the door to unlock the door because I'm thinking, right, I'm in full on labour. And... I'm in France. My husband was in England because <gasps> he plays rugby and he was playing a match in England. So I'm obviously by myself oh. with my 19-month-old who sees mummy crawling around on the floor and in, you know, barking. He's thinking, great, we're playing dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all over me. Oh, like, my God. On my back, like, on my head. Um, I phone my husband. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm in there, but you need to get back. So he phoned our friend who phoned the emergency services and the fire brigade arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless them. Oh, no. They were gorgeous and lovely, but their opening gambit in French was, oh, wow, we've never delivered a baby before. And I was like, stop talking, guys, stop talking. I'm on a need-to-know basis. <gasps> you know when you go to the cinema and like you open a bag of sweets and they go everywhere? Yeah. They attempted to open a bag of needles, I don't know what for, and they went everywhere. <laughs> Oh my god! I know. So I'm like, okay, I'm really pleased that you're here. But could you just show my son your fire truck or something? I've got a baby to deliver. So yeah. So I um, thankfully my friend Jill arrived, who's the wife of my husband's teammate. She literally arrived and went into full on fireman. Get some towels. Oh, hot water. Here's an ice cream for Ernie. Get off your mum. So because Ernie's oh, Ernie's hitting me with a plastic sword. Oh my gosh. Ernie gets an ice cream. Fireman get the towels. Jill literally caught Louie and threw <gasps> wow. the baby at home. Oh yeah. my god. In the doorway. Oh my oh god. My, how many firefighters? Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great start. That is brilliant. And then I had to go to hospital in the back of the fire truck. <laughs> Oh, have you got some good pictures? Oh, God bless him. <laughs> Louis' picture is all over that fire station. Oh. And because they were so excited. Um, one was called Vinny, one was called Romaine. They were so excited because they said, oh, normally we go to, like, traffic accidents and it's not nice. Like, yeah. this is so exciting. Yeah. This is why we wanted to be firemen. Like, we wanted Aww. to help life. But bless them, they got so excited that I couldn't get rid of them. So, like... <laughs> You know, obviously, when you get to hospital and you've had a baby and there's stuff yeah. to be dealt with, shall we yeah. say. Just leave now. Yeah. It got to the point where I was like, guys, I'm going to need you to come up near my head. Like, <laughs> at least can we just... Oh. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. Oh. And they'd never had... And only one of them had kids. So, like, they were just, bless them, beside themselves excited. And obviously, because I was on my own. and um, So, yeah, they hung around a long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is amazing. It makes it. my labour story sound so <laughs> boring <laughs> no I wouldn't recommend it oh. they do say the first the second because my first label was so long um and they were going to give me um a cesarean in the end because I wasn't dilating and that's enough. what happened to me with a for Lily um and that's to take a blood sample from my son's head from inside me and it was like oh, so traumatic and I'd been in labor for I think about two days it was just awful and I was exhausted anyway finally came out I'd like had to have stitches from yeah. front to back. It was oh, awful, shrink. awful. Anyway, so the second, uh, my daughter Ruby, she just flew out, like literally yeah. 
you know, I mean, I did go in to be induced, but once they induced me, she just came out within like an hour. It was so quick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they say the second, I don't know about you with Heath. Well, I, well, I C-sections with both of oh, mine. Right, so okay. I wanted a natural, like a water birth and all that. And I was very earth mama about it. I did natal hypnotherapy. I was going to have no drugs, all of this. I was like that first time. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wasn't. You know, in this zone. And then on the day... I was late with her, um, four days over, and nothing was moving, but my waters broke. And then, so we went in, and they said, you've got, like, meconium. So she pooed in, when they poo inside oh, you. Oh, right, okay. So said, you can't have a water bed. Sorry, <laughs> producer Callum, young boy, doesn't like this <laughs> Um you can't have a birth because, um, I don't know what, she might be in distress now or whatever. They tried to make me have a naturally. They put me up to this machine, and nothing moved. I didn't dilate, like nothing at happened all. for 10 hours. And they came back and they were like, literally, that hasn't moved at all. And I was like, this is great, isn't it? My whole day was shattered. And the one thing I'd said the whole time when I was pregnant with her, I'm not having a C-section. Oh, you know when it's in life, when it's the one thing you say, I'm not doing, yeah. you end up... And once up, that's in your head as well. Yeah, so I ended up with her. And then with Heath, I said, no, I'm not trying naturally. Stick it. I don't care if it costs you two grand on the NHS. <laughs> I'm having it in my way. I'm being organised and planned. I was too... F- I thought, what happens if it happens again and I'm yeah. you know but rushed I, off I think that's the issue with everyone gets obsessed about you've got to have a birth plan yeah. whereas you don't yeah. know what's going to happen and I didn't have a birth plan all... I've had four and I never had a birth plan <laughs> in any of them I just said give me all the drugs you know if I'm in pain give it to me I don't yeah. care I said yes I to that. everything because the only thing I didn't fancy though was like a water um, birth. See, I feel want to get out. Just say you pooed yourself. There's like floating around. There's no way. I'm going to be giving birth and trying to scoop out a turd, and my husband's going to be there. No, thank you. My best friend had her second that way, but she had it at home. She had her own midwife. She hired him all. The whole thing, which I think sounds perfect yeah, she and said lovely. It was. it was amazing. But I think I just kind of got it into my head that yeah. this might not go to how I want it to go. So I'm just going to say yes to everything. I'm going to just expect the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. It's crap when things don't work though I think like if you I just felt like oh my body just didn't want to do it that way yeah and then they said she never would have come out naturally she was in such a position inside you that it would always end up in an emergency so we could have gone 10 more hours and it would have been really serious and I think oh that frightened me I was like no but first time around I wanted the whole water birth scenario because I was like and then when that didn't happen I got I'd been in there for hours and I was just like I want the drugs now she's like no it's too late and I remember saying oh my god yeah and I was like I want yeah I want to get out now. And the, and the midwife, oh. I remember the poor midwife was like, no, listen, you've done all these marathons and stuff. If anyone can stay in that water and deliver that baby, it's you. I grabbed her and I was like, I've got nothing to prove to you. <laughs> get me out. Get me the drugs and get me out. So the second time around in France, I was like, I want all the drugs. Because yeah. they're, they're different. They basically think you're crazy for not having an epidural. Well, we oh, should really? over here because so many women put so much pressure on themselves. Yeah. And then other people, you feel like you've been, people are looking down their nose at you. For, for saying you want drugs oh, it's God. bullshit you're like, the French are the best the French you know? are the best because they're literally like why wouldn't you have an epidural yes yeah. Yeah. So why would you put yourself through that pain yeah. you know yes yeah. we're amazing yes we've you know created this life and yes we're going to about to push them out I don't want to be in pain no just give me all the well, drugs well it's like when the midwives tell you when you go to those classes it's just like really short sharp period pains now obviously I didn't have them oh, shit. I didn't have no it is <laughs> but my friends yeah that's exactly 
exactly what my friends say. No, it's not. It's the worst pain you'll ever feel in your life. I mean, I, I didn't have them. But you think, it, why should you go through it and not have any pain relief, really? Yeah. You know? uh, the best thing a French doctor ever said to me was, um, so do you think you'll breastfeed? And I was like, well, I did during my first, so I probably will. I'm really unorganised. Like, the bottle, I, it, it, whatever you do is fine. I'm not one of those that advocates either. But I'm unorganised with bottles. So I was like, actually, that's easier for me. Because I yeah. don't have to sterilise stuff and yeah. measure stuff. And he went, well... If you do, good for the baby. If you don't, good for your boobs. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, they do that? An English doctor would be struck off, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. The amount of pamphlets they give you in the hospital trying to get you to do it. I but, mean, it's all they talk about. And in England, they encourage you to like think about the home birth thing. Like I, in my first, I was like, oh yeah, home birth. And my husband was worried about the carpets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in France, I had a home birth. And again, like, all my English friends thought that was intentional. Whereas the French were gobsmacked my midwife's been a midwife for 35 years and she's like I've only ever had one other home birth by accident she's like why would you do that are they are the women in France more sort of confident with what they say so they like you say they'll own it kind of thing and yes it's fine everyone just respects them yeah they're Rather not bothered. Like, I think here we justify everything we do, don't we? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'm in that thing now, mine are two and three. So, like, you justify the childcare thing. Like, oh, well, they go to nursery on this day and then I do freelance, I work on this day. But, like, I mean, I'm with them all these days. And Shouldn't have to say any of no, that, should it you? Matter. Shouldn't be, it's not yeah. an issue. My French friends will literally go, like, one of my French, I love her pieces. Her little girl, Lali, same age as uh, my Ernie. And she'll go, oh, I've had such a busy week because I've been with the child all week. So, I've just sent her to my mum's for a fortnight. <laughs> like, <laughs> And they're not, they're not bothered. Like, yeah. Imagine if I sat here and went, oh, just give my kids my mum for the yeah, Yeah, you do yeah. like, why? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not bothered about offending you or they're not, but they're like, that's their choice. And yeah. like to them, no's a complete sentence. You know, they're not, they're like, no, nah, we don't do that. And what? then they don't have to justify yeah. why they don't do that. I like that. Oh, yeah, I wish I could be like that. Yes, I feel like I explain my life story. Oh, when I, I do. say no to somebody yeah. for something, or I can't do that, I'm really sorry, and then it all comes oh, out. Oh, especially what? if you're writing it in a text, like an essay, and I'm yeah. explaining it. Sometimes I'll be back and I go, why have I said all that? Yeah. I, I just should have said I can't make it. Yeah, yeah can it. you come? No. But also, the, when you're explaining why you can't go, you've had a few little white lies to make it better, and then you've tied yourself <laughs> in knots, and then you see them, and it's... you unravel. And we say sorry oh, my dog all really the time. How's my dog? Oh, what? I know, you bump it out, pad it out a bit to yeah. make it sound better. Someone said to me recently, you should stop saying sorry. So, you know, like if you're late for a meeting yeah. or um, you can't do something, apologies. I go yeah, to the cinema and just, if someone's in my way, that's I go, it. oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. am I saying sorry? They're in my way, but I will say sorry. But it's so, it's so true, isn't it? So if you're late and you say, so, I'm really sorry I'm late, that person that you're saying it to immediately thinks, well, yeah. Okay, you know. Whereas if you just turn up and say apologies and just you yeah. know, there's nothing. Yeah, be You've not given them a story. No one thinks about it. But I find it really hard to do. But you do it with clothes as well. And someone goes, "Oh, that's nice." You go, "Oh, it's only from Primark." Yeah. yeah. Why do you yeah. do that? I've been able to wear this thing for yeah. 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 years. Why do I? Why do I just say, oh, "Thank you"? Yeah. Thanks for that. that. It's a <laughs> UK culture thing, isn't it? Definitely crazy, aren't we? We are indeed. We've got. To, I really want to talk to you about when you presented the swimming. I hope this is okay. I was outraged by. The the whole, you know, you looked gorgeous, but it was everywhere, wasn't it? Well, um, I don't know because I wasn't here. Like, it was <laughs> all it was they talked everywhere. about, these skimpy skirts. And I was thinking, 
oh my god like you know how many years in are we as women and, and the bloody press so you did not pick up on any of that at the time it was only when you start to like get a barrage of emails from different journalists asking about stuff and I was like oh okay and the thing is for me like I've been brought up in a sporty family I love sport I love live sport love the Olympics I went to cover that because it was on through the night so like they didn't want Claire Balding who normally does a swimming to be on through the night so I went to that and it was like the dream gig because you sort of go when none of the bosses are in it's through the night so you can kind of get a bit away with stuff like yeah. you can do whatever so we had fun it was relaxed and I was sort of going into the office when other people were leaving um I never really thought anything of it until I started getting all these emails and I could see like people my colleagues like my bosses googling stuff and I was like and then a couple of people called me over and went what are you gonna do about these outfits I was like what <laughs> and then my brother texted me and said why is dad on this morning I was like <laughs> Why is dad, my northern dairy farmer, (laughs) 60 year old father, on this morning saying exactly that? He was like, oh, I thought we'd moved on from talking about what women wear. I thought we were talking about what women do. And I think the thing that annoyed me as well was that what do you want uh, Helen to do? Turn up in a tracksuit that she'd wear on a Saturday, maybe if she was at home with the kids, you know, your loungewear. Um, you're on screen, so you're going to look glam. We all would, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. I think the only thing that riles me, like people keep going, oh, do you feel vilified as a woman? And all that. I was like, no, not at all. It, uh, we, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? We work in an industry where you do need the attention. You do want people to talk to you. You can't yeah. have you've it got both to look ways. Like, you've got yeah. to look right. I can't yeah. say, oh, everybody talk about it, but say nice things, please. Like, it is what it is. But I think the only thing that bugged me was when they were like oh she got a stylist like yeah yeah of course I did I was living on a vineyard in France with a a baby and that was the first thing that I'd done in a year yeah so I just phoned my friend whose brother's a stylist and said I'm going to the Olympics I need like 20 outfits can you send me a suitcase a lot of stuff genuinely where we lived in France you shop at the market like outfits are too there's no there's no top shop there's no Marks and Spencers literally where we were in the south of France you're buying stuff that's designer designer oh it's from the market yeah and I'm not going shopping with a baby so I was just like send me some outfits so we did and that was it and then it all and then I never really thought anything of it and I've got to be honest I felt good you know it's like when you go back to work after a baby yeah, you want to be confident absolutely yes. and so like had nice stuff felt good and then it just became this whole hoo-ha and um everyone was obsessing and I think people thought it was like an attention thing and people were like oh yes you're doing this for attention I was like mm, not but nobody that's else. sad that people like yeah. you know would have thought that I think that's awful isn't it because like you say you, you know people don't know what you've been doing for the last year you know bringing up your two little ones and it's your first job back and you like you said you want to feel good about yourself and uh, people why did the press like nitpick and look into things why can't and we make just... it a big deal of yeah. something yeah. when you're just you've just had some clothes sent from one of your mates yes. you know to help yeah. you out and I was like I felt I felt good I wanted to feel good yeah. it was a confidence thing um but it was but why do they have to turn it and make it like and you're also, looking yeah. for attention and also it, yeah. and what gets me is it's female journalists like these magazines often and I won't name them because I'll get in trouble but the ones and they're all women that write this stuff where they put pictures in of like the top five fittest for the new year or Mm. you know all this kind of stuff and I find it really offensive because I think we should just be celebrating everybody like why couldn't they just say Helen Skelton looks amazing yeah you know why does it have to be uh, all they the have to twist that go it. with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had one of those journalists who writes those kinds of stories and had written stuff about me, and then basically a lot of people started 
like turning like send it well not a lord but a couple of people like sent her messages on twitter and she was upset and like i'm on the phone to this journalist from like a big national newspaper like counseling her through oh it doesn't really matter like okay you've had two people send nasty things on twitter try hundred thousand okay whatever like but i'm you're kind of saying it, it, it is what it is isn't yeah. it like it's just a bit of white noise like yeah yeah, yeah. do i walk through the door and my three-year-old's traumatized because mommy's shorts have been in the daily mail no it doesn't really matter <laughs> like it's it's a shame though isn't it that it's always women and it's never men we just don't bother with guys outfits nobody cares really no. do they you don't sort of see it at all it's the same like on this morning you know god love holly willoughby and she's a fashion icon and i love looking at her instagram and everything she wears i think yeah but nobody <laughs> cares what the scope's wearing i mean he could sit there in his pajamas and i don't think anyone would say a bloody word Do you know what the it's ironic thing is women. about this women it's obviously there's me becky and mark foster and like becky and mark and two of my really good friends mark's the only one with a deal with the clothing company <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. And, oh. like, Mark is a gorgeous human. Yes. And he's, like, he's endorsing all these clothes. I was like, no one cares, Mark. <laughs> it's all, I'm afraid it's all about me. I'm yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Your legs are out, but so are mine, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are we going to see more of you on Countryfile? Yeah, do because you do a bit of that still, don't you? Just dip in and out around. Yeah, the kids. so dip in and out. Um, so I mean, God, I've done Countryfile for ten years now. Wow, and I love it. it. You go to some amazing places all over the country. It's just quite a big commitment because it's sort of like Wednesday to Friday, um, and then they're going through some big changes. So I don't know what they'll do. They're maybe I don't know if it'll be made in-house anymore or not they've got to sort of change going forward it's one of those things that you do for six months and I don't hear from them for six months and then I'm back in and in and out so um yeah I've got a few more in this year and then we've got another big country file live but I quite like dipping in and out because you're never in the politics are you yeah you go in you do it yeah. and then the things that you don't like about it, it doesn't have time to annoy you because yeah. you're doing the next because you're out yeah so exactly. and it works well because you are i mean you talk about obviously you've moved quite a lot with your husband's career and everything as well and you're a hands-on mum so you can juggle it better i mm. think when you can pick a little bit yeah. and it's not all the time the same thing and i think when you are working on there's no right answer is there you feel mm-hmm. damn that you feel guilty if you do guilty yeah. if you don't am i present enough am i not present am yeah. I, you, you know until I quite like being freelance in that sense that, like, you'll have a couple of weeks full on with them and then you're like, God, get me to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough of you now. Yeah. I need to go and do some work away oh, from you for a bit. I hate doing overnights. But, like, last night, both kids were on top of me all night because my kids never sleep in their own bed. And my eldest has to sleep this forehead to mine. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. you poor thing. So, like, I was like, it's cute, but Ernie, come on. Like, mommy has been in this bed with you every night for the last 40 nights. So when am I at work? When am I going to work? God bless him. <laughs> They have annoying habits like that, don't they? He has this cot, so he's in there on his own. I used to put him in the bed with me when he was a newborn. I know that's wrong, but I would sit up awake. I'd have loads of pillows. Oh, and he'd just fall asleep. Still in bed. I couldn't let go of him. But now he's in the cot and he, he doesn't really like getting in the bed with us anymore. But hey, uh, my daughter, she still comes in every night around oh, midnight yeah. and she's yeah. with us. And she does this awful, annoying thing where she strokes your arm oh god and yeah, ping pongs between Chris and I because one of us will go stop it get off and then the other one will endure it for so long and then go get off and she just switches the whole night from one my arm to his arm it's the word I said well who taught you that why do you do it and she just looks at me gone out she doesn't care it's like we're a blanket you know Aww, but why awful. do people 
why does some mum's go, oh, yeah, my kid sleeps all night through? I'm like, even if that's true, oh, don't tell me. Yeah, no. don't, yeah don't, don't brag I don't, about I don't it. Think Shut up. No, I don't. Well, like I said, my son is nearly 18 and he slept in our bed every night without fail. Like, we'd put him in his own bed. He'd come back, come into our bed. Boomerang. Yeah, and it was uh, until he started swimming about five, then he stopped. So it does stop eventually, just to let you, you know. Are you going to tell all his girlfriends that? Because he's got Absolutely, I always embarrass him. Um, <laughs> How old are youngest? Uh, seven. Right. And she still comes in. She was in the bed with me last night. So sometimes, like, if I'm working, um, Harry will go in the other room. Um, but he's worked away a lot, so I've been on my own so yeah. much with the kids. So if they want to get in the bed, because I'm on my own, I just go, well, come, oh, get yeah, in. It yeah, doesn't bother yeah. me. But when he's back, he's like... What's going on here? You know, this this can't be happening. They've got to get back into their beds. I'm like, oh, yeah. But they same. still, yeah, yeah. But they still like Dolly was still in the bed last night, kicking and. But I just look at her little face and I think, you know, at some point she's going to be like Taylor, eighteen, who yeah. won't come near me now. You know, yeah. And I'm, so I'm just like soaking it up because it will stop eventually. And I think that's the thing, like you say, with your hook, because my husband's away quite a lot, like the overnights. And when we were in France, he was in England every other weekend. So you do let them in, yeah. And then they come back, and you almost the kids are a bit like, well, hang on a minute, yeah. Like, what's the rules here? <laughs> you feel tight on them. Like, I know. You, I you, just, you don't, you don't have them forever, do you? No, that's it. you don't. And no. I just think because I've learned that because my. You know, the older ones are so much older now. I'm just hanging on to Dolly, the baby. Yeah. Like, well, she's not a baby, she's seven. But I'm just like, no, I don't want her to leave the bed. So last night I said, are you going to sneak in with us? Because she's off, you know, school. Um, and she went, oh, yeah, I'm coming in. And like, she's in the middle of the bed and like Harry's one side. And he's like, this is not on, you know, yeah. this is ridiculous. And I'm, Snuggle yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. No, I do. I don't know why people don't. Again, like when they're born, mine have always slept in bed with us. And my husband plays a lot of Tongan families, and they all say the opposite. They're like, why wouldn't you sleep? They think it's tight to not let them sleep. Yeah. I think it's because we've got all these sleep nannies around now that tell us it's wrong. I mean, we hired someone, paid them quite a lot of money to do a sleep program for Ava because she just would not sleep on her own at all. Did it and work? It, uh, no, because she still comes <laughs> in. You know, it's. And it was really painful as well. It was like, it, you know, it talks about them, oh God, you have to leave them to cry. Oh, I'm not into that. All this stuff, we tried everything. And in the end, I just, why are we doing this? Like, just let her in and we'll just deal with it, you know. I know, sometimes I think if you're working full time and you've had like a long day at work and... You know, you're up and down, putting them back in their bed, and then getting them coming yeah, back in, and it's up and down. I just think, oh, just get them in, get them in, well, so I can get to sleep. Such a and, yeah, anything it's survival, yeah. Isn't it? Anything yeah. for a good well, night's you, sleep. Yes, just get them in the bed because there's nothing worse, is it, than <laughs> the, the deprivation? <laughs> but this, I mean, you, when they don't sleep when they're newborns, and you're up with them all the time, on and off, every two or three hours, feeding or whatever you're doing, cuddling, that really takes its toll oh after a while, doesn't yeah. it? So yeah. if they're going to stay with you yeah. in your bed, and you're going to... I used to prop all the pillows up, put my legs out, and have Heath right, right in my chest. And I thought, I know people say, you'll roll and squash him and kill him. You know, you read all those stories and think, shit. But I used to just stay awake yeah. and just... But have him there in the bed, you know, because it's got a easier. massive bed and it's all in. Yeah, <laughs> all in. Oh, well, you can have them attached to the side as well, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or you can buy those little sort of sleep that. things where you can put them in the middle, so they're mm. on like this. Uh, it's like a cocoon sort of thing. Yeah, I've seen. So no one that. rolls on 
anyone. Yeah. So because they're there good. and you're getting up with them all the time anyway, and they yeah, want to be what? with you. And also, as if you were a city kid, no, don't love me. Love me all day, but yeah. not in the night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah. That's so true. Oh, you want to cuddle? Oh, how dare you? Yeah. Like it's night time, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. No, last night we was all watching the football. There was like six of us in the bed all watching oh. the football together. <laughs> my, so well, nice. my son was kicked down the bottom, but that's still quite nice, you know. When yeah, you, you've got a big lovely. family, like you say, yeah. a big bed. All get in and watch a film together. Yeah. I love it. My next door neighbour, hers are all grown up, and she still talks about how they all would sleep together and how she misses it loads. Mm. You know, I know it flies by. I sound like my mum now. <laughs> oh, it goes by in a flash of an yeah. eye. It does. It goes yeah. so quickly that you kind of look at those days and think, oh, I wish it was like that now. So yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> I think you need to have another shree. Oh God, you joking? Oh, you can have Heath part time for <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> oh, would you have any more? Yeah, I would like more, but the, the minute they're just, I feel like I'm at capacity because they're, you saw, it was fine until Louis started walking. Yeah. Like when Louis was still in his push chair, I was like, yeah, I could t- handle another couple. <laughs> and now, like, so, because you're with them all the time, you can't let your eyes off them when they start walking because they're into everything, aren't they? Like, My youngest one's bonkers. Like, he's just not bothered. Like, you're just, yeah, just the stuff that they do. Sometimes people go, oh, you're not nervous. I'm like, yeah, I probably should be, yeah. Like, <laughs> Try not to think about yeah, it. I was at the playground yesterday. These two grannies were like, oh, your kid's at the top. I was like, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, he'll only fall once. I was like, no, probably not. He's been in A&E twice from that fall. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> we, were, we were saying that when you arrived today, the A&E notching up, you know, how many times you take him oh, and God. how embarrassing he's been there quite a lot. I mean, he does everything he just bangs his head a lot and gets a lot of big bruises he's a head butter oh. um, but I send Chris now because I'm so embarrassed so the last time he took him he, he had like an egg it was like an egg coming out of his head he smacked his head on the floor on purpose in a temper tantrum and uh, sat, he sat him in the high chair not even realised it and I said have you looked at him and he was like oh shit what's that <laughs> and it was just huge so off they went I went you can take him I'll stay oh, here with yeah. Lily do you not want to come I thought this is like the fourth time we've been in less than six months no I'm not going with you <laughs> I'm too embarrassed because they, you think they look at you don't you yeah yeah. Think, what do they think I think they do I think they do as well I rolled off the work top <laughs> once that was the worst <gasps> oh my, my god I've had all sorts but yeah, it's a we're like yeah that's terrible <laughs> I've had all sorts. Bloody with hell, it. Kelly! What I know. Are you doing? I thought what he rolled off when he was a baby. Yeah, so we used to change him on it because he couldn't move, could he? Well, then he started to move. But what happened was he went. But and this is amazing because he wasn't crawling or walking at this point. He landed on his bum. Oh my god! Uh, so he just needs to be checked. Over. I know. Imagine if. Oh my god! And then the rest of the times have been because he's ill. I can't get him at the uh, GP appointment, and a couple of times because he's he had had butts the door well, you said he has tantrums doesn't he, yeah. he and then he just well, whacks his head you know the um fireplace and he headbutted the glass door and cracked <gasps> it the other week that's he, good going yeah chris was fizzing <laughs> he was like it's gonna cost me 40 quid to replace the glass i was like never mind the glass don't you think there's something wrong with him i was like what what one-year-old what does that there was a film, wasn't there, where the kid always headbutted stuff, so they started putting a bucket on his head. Oh, no, maybe I should try that. <laughs> what, a, the do- what did the doctor say? Because uh, well, you didn't, you, didn't you mention you it. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You again. What do you want? We, we took him this week, because we, him and I have both been poorly, and we asked about the headbutting because he nutted the door and made his nose bleed. Oh, God. And he just said, it's really common with boys 
typical. Um, and uh, it's nothing to be alarmed about. And the fact that he's ill makes it slightly worse. So he's probably doing it a bit more. Yeah. But if when he's better, you think it's still a massive problem, come back and see us. But boys do that kind of thing. Oh, well, that's reassuring. Did Taylor never do it? Do your boys do it? No, Taylor was never a headbutter. Mine just wrestle. Like, oh, they do they? Everyone and everything. <laughs> They tackled this little boy called Ben's grandma in the park the other day. <laughs> and literally, Ernie had, like, had around the knees. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just tackling mummy. I was like, and if, you know, and you can see like people are a bit uncomfortable, but they don't want to say it. And she was like, oh, well, oh, okay. Oh, oh, hello. I'm, I'm quite used to it. And I thought, you're not, are you? Like, do you want me to get him off? So I'm like, <laughs> but that's my husband's fault because like, he yeah. takes him to work sometimes. Aww. The other week they were going wild. And I was, I was doing something, and he went, I'll just take them with me to work for an hour. No lie, he put them on a treadmill. I did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he put my three-year-old on a treadmill, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, tied him out. I was like, I'm not sure I'm all right about that. <laughs> no, mine just wrestled, tackle. At soft play the other week, my eldest hit the wall so hard that he, he butted a bin, and the bin went flying across the room. And the manager came over and was like, is he all right? And he just did that classic. <laughs> Just head point that. I did that with my head. He was really proud. <laughs> I'm concerned for me. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I think if, we've got, if you've got boys or kids that are like that, you just have to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've really got energy, to. and it's great yeah. that they've got that about them, isn't it? People always say that. What do you want them to sit there and not speak and move? Then yeah. you'd be at the not doctors normal. all the time. Yeah. You know, they're exploring and learning. Well, I've got three girls, but they are like they scrap over clothes, but hair bows, bags, knickers, <laughs> goodness knows what, and I'm just like that is like something else I've never experienced oh, yeah. you know and I know it's going to get worse as they hit their teens see I think boys are more feral when they're young yeah but then as I would I'm hoping I keep telling myself that girls will be harder as teenagers because oh, of that God, sort yeah. of stuff hormonal yeah. it's just going to be awful girls no. are hard from day one I yeah. think for yeah. so my many. son is so laid back even though he was, boister- he was boisterous but you know he's nearly 18 he's so laid back um, but the girls, oh my God. And I grew up with all brothers. I've got four yeah. brothers. So all these girls fighting over things. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God. And it is going to get worse. It is. My mother-in-law gave me a sign that says, organic children live here. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I always call them feral because they're like, they're little wildlings. Like they're never dressed and they're always muddy and they're always outside and they're always oh, wrestling. I like I that. that. That's normal. But I must have said that on something. And I met this woman at the park and she's like, oh my God, your kids are feral. And you could see her husband going, don't that is rude and I was like no it's fine I call them that I call them that I put it out there it's fine like, we were at the party yesterday my youngest tipped the water on himself so he literally just the two year old took his stuff off and he was going to a phone and naked and naked <laughs> and I like, just put some clothes on but he loves it being naked they're just naked kids oh. Oh. yeah and men stay like that don't they really oh, yeah. let's be honest they're always quite proud of themselves when they haven't got clothes on oh it's been a, so lovely having you it's been a hoot yeah. You've got to come Thank back and do it so again. Much. Anytime. We'd love that. And we can hear you. You're going to be on Radio 2 as well. Mm-hmm. You're doing a bit there, so we could be able to hear you doing early breakfast. Early breakfast, uh, the last week of May, and then the bank holidays in May, and then a bit of overnight cover in May as well. So basically, yeah. all the time that you'd be up with a screaming baby, <laughs> you could, you'll be, be there. You can join me and the yes. truckers. <laughs> it sounds good. And when's the book out? September, but September. you can pre-order on Amazon. Oh, brilliant. Oh, thanks so much, Helen. Thank Anytime. you. We'll be back again soon for some Hot Mess Mum Club podcasts.